0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at, at Um I'm going to
1: ask uh, this handsome man up here, uh, Grant, this is Grant Holdeman. everybody. He is, um, they're so enthusiastic that you're here. Um, yes, uh, he's going <laughs> to... So check this out. Look at that picture, that picture. I know we're kind of leaning over, but uh, that was last summer, okay? Now look at this kid, and last, year, last time he was here... Um, he spoke in a couple different octaves, um, <laughs> higher octaves, and now he's uh, he shaved to be here today. So uh, he wants to give you a greeting. Hi, my name is Grant. See what I, mean? <laughs> I am 13. I'm going to 8th grade. And I have a verse to share with you.
0: Psalms 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore,
1: we will not fear till the earth gives away those mountains moves too hard to, to see its waters roar and foam and swelling. Thanks, bud. I'm so proud of this kid. Um, let me just say, um, you, you pray for our family. Uh, I hope you pray for our family. I'm assuming that you pray for our family. You pray for all your missionaries, and so thanks for praying. In uh, May, March of this year, He had a pretty major operation. They noticed that his chest started growing in last year at this time. And um, it was growing in so much that it was putting pressure on his heart. And so they had to go in and put two steel titanium bars in his chest. And he had to spend a few days at Riley Hospital. And one of the nurses came in today. Let me just, if the Holy Spirit ever puts on your heart to pray for missionary, just pray. Because you don't know what we're going through and when we're going through uh and so the the nurse came through and said hey just so you know i've been in hundreds of these operations and this was the most simplest operation that we've ever seen it's like his chest was ready for the surgery to happen and i said ma'am you just got to know that people literally around the world are praying for him and she goes that's the only explanation that we have for it to go so simple and so smooth so thank you for your prayers he's uh he's so good He's so healthy and recovered that he's playing, He's able to play football again. Isn't that crazy to think that in March he was in surgery and now he's playing football again? So I'm proud of him. Thanks for uh, traveling with me today, bud.
0: This is the rest
1: of our crew. Um, this is the rest of our crew. My wife and I have been married 15 years. Amy, every time I see her, I think of the old Stevie Wonder song. Isn't she lovely? Isn't she want- And then she'll say, stop, you're embarrassing yourself. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, and so that's our thorn among the roses, Sydney. She's 12. Parker's in Kids Church right now. He'll be at the table. You gotta meet Parker. He is one of a kind kid, uh, Parker. He's the kid that last time we were here, we share the story everywhere we go, that he ran all the way back there when he was done and he ran and jumped. Do you remember that? He ran and jumped all the way off the platform. That's Parker. And then Paxton, he's five, he started kindergarten on Thursday. And so his whole little world was rocked, and so he's like at his wit's end. So that's why they're not here today. We thought it would be better on all of us if he stayed home with Mama. Um, and then um, we, we added a family member yesterday, seven weeks old, little Piper. She's the little gold mini doodle. It's our first puppy. We're super excited. I don't have a picture of her um, up there. But Grant does have tons of pictures of her on his phone, so you can see. Um, But it's such an honor to be here today. Um, We are missionaries, your missionaries to South Africa, Cape Town. Um, and, And I don't know if you know this, but Africa is the fastest urbanizing continent in the world. Meaning people are leaving what we think of as Africa, like the bush and like the grass huts and moving these big city centers. All over Africa, like Nairobi, Kenya, Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, Durban, South Africa. Have you heard of Durban in the news lately? Riots of South Africa that are going on, that thousands of people are being displaced and and, um, losing their jobs. It's happening right now in Durban. We have missionaries. Someone's got missionaries in Durban um, who are bunkered in their homes. They can't leave, so make sure you pray for them. And then uh, places like Cape Town, South Africa... Uh, what they're realizing is that people are moving all over Africa to these big city centers. And they're looking for jobs, and they're looking for education. They're looking for hopes, They're trying to fulfill their dreams. Y'all, I know you over here in this neck of the woods remember the old hymn that we would sing back in the day, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. No, you don't remember that one? Uh, I hope you say yes because I'm about to sing it. Some of you are going to say, no, just so I have to sing it. Looking for love. All right, never mind. Listen. Uh, And so what we get to do is we get to, because of faithful giving like you and, and partnerships like you have with us, we get to plant a church in the heart of Cape Town. So when they are looking for all of these things, we can introduce them to the only person that will ever feel the emptiness in their heart, and his name is Jesus. And in Cape Town there's 4.25 million people in Cape Town. In that little part that you see all of Cape Town right there there's 4.25 million people that live there. 31% is 15 and under. So a little over a million kids and teenagers. I Man, I have four in my house and it drives me wild. Can you imagine having 1 million people run like that age run around your neighborhoods? No, but could you imagine if God got a hold of that one point million, that one million, what he would do to that city? And that's what we're looking at doing It's going and going and introducing them to Jesus. We are at 70 percent of our. Our monthly commitments raised, and so the sometimes God is asking that we have the other 30% by November 1st. It's going to take a miracle, but God is in the miracle working business, and so we're excited that hopefully in November 1, we'll have our green light to start heading over to Cape Town, South Africa, so pray with us on that. Uh, There's a couple ways that you can help partner with us. If you feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you today, to be a financial partner with us. We have commitment cards in the back. Come see us, and we can uh, uh, help you fill that out. Um, Any amount helps. Um, Nothing is too small. The other way that you can help, you can help our church plant. And this is a little fun way to do it. Um, You all like our shirts. Me and the boys have our, our team shirts on today. We're selling those for $20. Every shirt that is sold, it helps cover the cost of the shirt. And then all the other money goes right to the church plant. So when you wear this shirt, you buy this shirt, you're sowing seed right into our church plant in Cape Town. And then anybody like coffee, any coffee drinkers, any big fans? So we have partnered with an uh, a Indiana um, roaster. Um, they have their uh, company right down in Owensville, Indiana, and they import from Congo and Zambia. And so they uh, roast them for us. We, so we have two types of coffee. We have a big bag like this, and then we have a, a four-ounce bag. And the four-ounce bag is $6. This is $20. This goes right to help the church plant. This goes, The money that you buy from this goes right into our church plant so you can drink coffee and then sow a seed into our church plant. And so um, there's uh, four different types of bags. There's two small ones, and then there's two big ones. The reason I say that is because there's whole bean. Anybody like grind your own coffee, like the yeah, like these are the ones that will like eat the coffee beans, like chocolate. You like chocolate covered coffee beans? Oh my goodness, we're gonna pray for you. I like coffee. But, all right, so I gotta keep moving, and, and then we have already pre-ground coffee. So okay, so we have that in the back. See Grant and myself, and then uh, we'll we'll be glad to help get you coffee. Today. It smells so good. My car smells like coffee all the time. Um, Alright, so that's out of the way. I'm so glad. I don't like that part because that I don't, that's not, I like to preach the word. So let's get into it. Chapter 2 of uh, Corinthians, no, sorry. 2 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 6. Starting with verse 6, I'm going to read all the way down to verse 12. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure, jars and clay, to show us that all surpassing power comes from God and not us. Verse number 8. may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Jump back up to verse number 8. We are hard-pressed on every side. I'm so glad that there's a comma there and not a period. I'm so glad that our story doesn't stop there. I'm so glad that God doesn't give up when we are hard-pressed on every side. Come on, I don't know about you, but have you ever been hard-pressed? We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Today, I want to preach a message called The Way Out. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you that when we feel like we are hard-pressed on every side, when we're perplexed, when we're persecuted, when we're struck down, God, you have not given up on us. That even though we feel that way, we're not crushed. We're not in despair. We're not abandoned. We're not destroyed. You are with us every step of the way. And so, God, today, show us the way out. In your son's name we pray. Amen. As Pastor Pastor Barry called me at the beginning of this week, as soon as he said, can you preach for me, I believe with no doubt in my mind the Holy Spirit dropped this this word in my my heart. This is a message I preached a long time ago, like years ago. And I I, kind of put it on the back shelf, haven't thought about it, been preaching Uh, Some fresh things. And then for some reason, for some unknown reason to me, God brought this back to my heart, a way out. And so I pray today that God will will help you. God will uh, encourage you through his word and show you that he hasn't left you. That you have a way out. And I don't know who this word is for today, but I'm telling you to hold on. Now, I feel like so many times we go through struggles in our life. And, and I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like it's just one thing after another, after another, after another? Sometimes we can even question, God, are you still there? How, God, do you still love me? If you love me so much, why would you let me go through this? Is that just me or have you ever thought that? And so today I pray that God will bring this fresh word to you to let you know that he's got you. And that though we go through these trials, he hasn't quit on us. I heard a story about a young man, a young businessman, and he wanted to make money. And he wanted to be successful. And so he found out that one of these uh, big gurus, these uh, big businessmen were going to be in his city. And so he ran into him and he said, hey, I want to be successful like you. Can you show me the tricks? Can you, can you teach me? how to be successful, and he said, you You really want to learn how to be successful? He said, yeah, yeah, I do. He goes, okay, tomorrow morning, 4, 4 a.m., meet me at the beach. So this young businessman like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And so he showed up, 4 o'clock in the morning, early, in a suit and tie, getting ready to meet this businessman, this guru, the guy who, who's made millions of dollars. So young man's there on the beach, his dress shoes, his, his best suit, his best tie. And the guru said, okay, so how, how, how much do you want to make money? Like, how bad do you want it? He's like, I, I want it so bad. And so he took his, his hand, the guru took this young man's hand, and he walked out in the ocean. And now this young man's thinking, okay, I'm getting punked. What's going on? I'm here to make money. I'm here to learn how to make money, and this guy's bringing me out in my nice shoes, and now I'm in the ocean. And the guru looked at this young man and he said, young man, how bad do you want it? He said, I want it real bad. And so he took his hand and he walked out a little bit deeper. And so that went from his ankles, now they're up to his knees. And so now this young man's getting frustrated. He's like, okay, I asked this guy to teach me how to make money and now he's ruining my shoes and my suit. What's up with this? This doesn't make any sense. And so the guru looked at the young man and said, how desperate... Are you to be successful? He said, Oh, I'm, I'm so desperate. So the guru took his hand and walked out even further. So now he's up to his, like his neck in the water. The young man is now he's, he's angry, he's upset. I, he's thinking in his mind, I came to this guy to teach me how to be a businessman, and now look at me. So the guru looked at him again. And said, how desperate are you to be successful? He said, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be successful. And at that moment, the guru took the young man's head and shoved him in the water. And now this young man is like frantically, he's, he's losing his breath. He's, he's fighting. And now he picked him up and said, how desperate are you to be successful? And now he's like, okay, this dude's trying to waterboard me. What is happening? I just want to be successful. And now he's out here in the ocean and I'm drowning. And he said, how successful do you want to be? He said, I, I want to be successful. He said, until you are as desperate as you were for the breath to be successful, you'll never be successful. So you're saying, Zach, how does that work? Until you're so desperate for God to pull you out of the situation. Until you're so desperate that all you need is his breath in your life. We'll be facing things, won't we? And even if, can I come, am I allowed to come down up in here? Even if the only thing that we think of is God, the very first thing, you, you heard that before. Man, the very first thing I think of is God when I wake up and I pray. Does not mean that we will never go through bad things. We go through situations in our life and we feel so desperate like that to get out of it. But the whole time, God has the answer. And so today, I want to give you three things I believe the Holy Spirit put on my heart to tell you about when you're in these situations in your life. I mean, life can be terrible. I, mean, I think of my dear friend today. sitting in the back. I love him, and I told him today I'm praying for him. He's going through a unspeakable pain. And the only way that I know, the only way that he's making it is because of the desperation he has in God and his love that he has for God. So we all go through things. We all go through situations. I mean, I could give you the, the cliche Christian answer, and I could take the Scripture out of context and say it rains on the just and the unjust alike. The Scripture out of context makes it all work, but that's not what I want to give you today. I want to give you some biblical principles so when you go through situations, maybe you're in it right now, that God can help you while you're going through storms of life. The first thing that I believe God wants to do in your life, you all with me so far? You understand where we're going? You understand why we're going? The first thing that I believe he wants to do, in the situations, the storms of your life, is one he wants to plant you like a palm tree. You're like, okay, this just got weird. This took a hard left to Weirdville. What do you mean, preacher? What do you mean, Zach? How does this have anything to do with me in the situation I am in? Well, I am so glad you asked me that question. Psalms 92.12, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like the cedar of Lebanon. In 1979, strong winds from a storm, Hurricane Frederick uprooted and broke all of the ordinary trees. As a matter of fact, there were thousands and thousands of pine trees all over the south, destroyed and gone. But what they realized, is the palm tree was still standing. See, you flourish like a palm tree. Because one thing that's interesting about a palm tree is no matter how bad the storm gets, they bend, but they don't break. In the storms of life, if we're planted deep in His presence like a palm tree, when storms come, you'll bend, but you won't break. When everything around you is collapsing and falling apart, when the stock market is plummeting, when... when, when The divorce rate is skyrocketing because people don't know how to get along with each other during COVID. And we're all stuck in the house together. And we're all having to wear masks in Walmart. And people are on our ever-loving nerves. The church is still strong and standing. Even when they tell us we have to shut the doors. Why is the church still standing when everything else is closed? Because we can bend, but we won't break. When destruction is around us, look at the Christian. They're still standing. Why? Because they're planted deep in his presence. See, people try to plant themselves in all types of different soils, and all types of different things, but it won't last. They'll be uprooted and destroyed, and their families and their kids will fall apart. But the church who are planted in his presence, when the storms come, we will bend, but we will not break because of the presence of God holding strong to us. See, they did these statistics, and they did all these studies. And they learned that uh, they did these measurements, and they measured these palm trees. And one was like 10 and 11 and 12, all these three different. They were 10 feet, 11 feet, 12 feet, three different palm trees. And they measured them after this hurricane. And they noticed that they were... They were there, and they, they survived this hurricane, and they knew the next one was coming. And so after this next hurricane came through, they went back, and those palm trees were, st- were still standing. And then they measured them again. And the first one that was 10 was now 11, and the one that was 11 was now 12, and the one that's 12 is now 13. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you not only will you not break during the storms, but the storms of your life you'll grow. The palm trees were growing when everything else was dying. When the storms of life were were happening and things were dying, the palm tree was growing. Why? Because of how the roots were planted. The the other day, like just this week, um, I've lost about like 25 28 pounds since covid and and i'm trying to eat better and, and be healthier for my family and and uh, but i didn't know how bad it was <laughs> that sounds bad i didn't know like i let myself go until one of my neighbors across the street looked at me and said man zach you've lost a lot of weight and she was like across the road looking at me i'm like man i must have been the big dude if she's telling me across the road that i, I she could tell i was losing weight Say Zach, what's that gotta do with anything? See, when we go through life, you don't really realize the change until you look at like who you used to be. Come on. Remember that wild and out sinner that you used to be? The druggie, the alcoholic, the cheater. The, that person, you're not that person anymore. You've changed through the storms of life. God has renewed your spirit and, and given you a right spirit. You're not that person anymore. And it's hard to see yourself when you look looking that man in the mirror. Don't make me sing all Michael Jackson starting about the man in the mirror. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, you've changed. You're not the same person who walked into COVID who's now there. Your faith is stronger. You've had to release some things, and you've grown through the storm. You may not feel it, you may not see it, but I'm I'm here to tell you that God is changing you. He's making you the person that he wants you to be for his glory, for his kingdom. Plant yourself in his presence like a palm tree. The next thing about a palm tree that I want to just kind of like just highlight, I guess, is palm tree can survive in the harshest desert conditions. Have you seen those pictures of like the desert, and then you have this one lonely pine tree or uh, palm tree? You know how it survives. It's roots pass the scorching sand, and they go real deep until they find water. See, some of us, we haven't gone deep enough in Christ, and our roots aren't deep in Him. But we need to plant ourselves deep in His presence. So when the surface around us looks like desolate death, we're surviving. The second thing about the have you ever seen like an oasis in the middle of a desert? Like where one palm tree, that's cool, it can provide some shade. But when you bring a whole bunch of palm trees together, it's an oasis. It's a place of refuge. That's what the church is. It's your palm tree planted deep in his presence and your palm tree planted deep in his presence. And we're providing a, an oasis where people come. They can find refuge. And what I love about it is then somehow, some way in this oasis, other plants begin to be grown. And they br- like produce fruit. How awesome is that? So you, you're all good with me? We're all good so far, right? So the first thing he wants to do is plant you deep in his presence like a palm tree. Because the f- righteous will flourish like a palm tree. So that's number one. Number two. Ready for number two? Okay, like two of you. So I'm going to close right there. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. He pours his oil on you. He wants to pour his oil on you. He wants to anoint you. In the Old Testament, we would see the prophets, they would go and they would god would speak to him and they said okay you know a prophet showed up to Jesse's house and said okay the next king's here anoint him with oil and so y'all know the story david was anointed and the oil was poured on top of his head and went all over uh, he showed up to jehu and said uh, the prophet said jehu you're the next king and jehu immediately was was covered in oil and went and ran and got in his chariot and ran as fast as he could. And he showed up and he started uh, demolishing the evil kings, his families. And there's something about this oil, this, this transferring of anointing from, from this representation of the oil from the throne. I want to read a scripture um, out of Psalms. I've been in ministry and I've had to do do several funerals, and and maybe you've been to many funerals before and you've you've heard this song, this psalm quoted, in this psalm of the twenty-third psalm, psalm of David, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I've always wondered why that overflows there. Like, it never made sense. Like, if you anoint my head with oil. And I've all, like I've grown up in church, so I've always had like people like come and put like a big thumbprint of oil on my head or like wipe my anybody like you've seen that and 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 I'm not that's I'm not talking against that I'm just saying okay I I I grew up and so in my mind I always thought of that as it when I heard this that he anoints my head he would just like put a, a marking of oil a palm print of oil on my head and then I read that part and my cup overflows and I'd never really understood that and And um, until I started to do some research. And I love how this says that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And he anoints my head with oil. In the 1940s in New York, there was a famous storyteller, actor, one man show. And he would show up in, in these huge theaters. Everybody would show up with their, like, suits and their bow ties, and they would look so nice, and they would come, and they would hear this guy, and he would tell stories. And he would captivate them with the stories. And they were on the edge of the seat, and right in the middle of the show, he would quote the 23rd Psalm, the psalm I just read. And people all over the whole theater would stand and applaud how well he quoted And how well he said the 23rd Psalm. And then everyone would sit down. And then from the side, an old farmer would walk in, big, white, bushy beard, dirt in his fingernails, calloused hands, dirty overalls, bare feet would walk in and stand. And he would quote the 23rd Psalm as well. But after he did, not a single person clapped. No one applauded. The room sat silent. And then one by one, you would hear a cry and a whimper. And you'd see the faces and you'd see tears rolling down their cheeks. Then the actor would come back up and he would say, the difference is i I know the Psalms, but he knows the shepherd. So let me talk a little bit about the shepherd and what he wants to do today with the oil. See, the shepherd doesn't just want to walk by and just throw some oil on your head and say, okay, let's be done. No, but he wants to anoint your head with oil. See David as a shepherd. He would watch his flock, and in these wilderness conditions, as he was eating his flock, they would get ripped and then get torn, and their wool would get caught and they would get stuck in the thick, the the, the thistles and and the, the the snares of the wilderness, and they would ruin their wool. And so, what the shepherds would do is they would bring over the sheep and they'd pull them in real tight. And they would hold the head up, and as they held the head up, they would then pour over fresh oil. And the oil would start at the top of the head, and it wouldn't just stop there, but then it would go all around the entire sheep, all through the sides and through all the wool, and then drip and overflow to the ground. He wants to put so much oil on you that it overflows. And the reason he would do it that way is so when it would start at the top, it would go all the way around. So the whole sheep would be covered in the oil of the shepherd. Let me tell you about the shepherd. He loves you so much. He doesn't want you to get snagged. But he wants you to be able to go through the, the thistles in the wilderness of this world. And he wants you to be able to slide through. So when you try to get caught like everybody else is getting caught, you're... Fresh oil from the throne would be surrounding you, and you can go through. See, and what I think is interesting is that he starts at our head. He covers our mind first, because he knows the enemy wants to lie to you. He knows the enemy wants to destroy you, and it starts here. That's why you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what I love about God is that he doesn't want to just take the old, but he wants to give you fresh outpouring of his oil today. It's how much the shepherd loves you. I'm going to close with this last last point. I hope this is... um, What you need today. I hope this is the Holy Spirit speaking to you through this word. So number one, he wants to plant you like a palm tree. Number two, he wants to pour his oil on you. Because he's your good shepherd. Amen. The third thing he wants to do is he wants to mark your life. He wants to mark your life. He wants to make you like a signet ring. In Haggai chapter two, verse twenty-three says, "But when this happens," says the Lord of heavens of armies, "I will honor you, Zerubbabel, my servant. I will make you like a signet ring on my finger," says the Lord. For I have chosen you, I, the Lord of heavens armies, have spoken. What's a signet ring? It's a seal usually a ring with a silk carefully crafted upon. It had this symbol, this this marking which an important or rich person used to authenticate a document. It was like much like we would have our signatures today. See the king would wear this special ring and he would write a decree. I'm going to raise the taxes. I'm going to lower the taxes. I'm going to give free bread on Tuesday. We're going to have taco Tuesday. We're going to have free Wi Fi. Whatever the decree. That last part was a joke. They really didn't have Wi Fi back in the, those days. He would write a decree, he would sign it, and then he would seal it. His mark of approval to authenticate what he said in this letter to be the truth so whoever would read it say okay this really is coming from the king wow the king sent me a letter see what God wants to do today in your life is he wants to mark you so wherever you go people know wow they have the authority that the king carries You didn't hear me when I said that So I'm going to repeat that God wants to mark your life So when people see you They don't just see you They see the authority that you carry The authority that comes from heaven He wants to mark your life So when you're walking through And the enemy sees you then Okay wait a minute we can't mess with them They have a mark they represent the king. See when somebody would read that letter from the king? It's okay. This this we have to do this because the king says it. When was the last time you spoke to the enemy with the authority that God has given you? Say no, you won't mess with me. You won't mess with my kids not because of who I am but because the authority that I represent you represent the king some of us are walking around like we're peasants and we're walking around and trying to be so humble but I wish the church would get courage and stand up and start walking like they're royalty because you have been marked for this season, for this moment that all authority the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead what lives in you He has marked your life and that could go the other way too let me just throw this in there I've been in those moments I've been driving down the road I've been stuck on 465 I've got angry I've honked my horn. I've screamed out my window. Was it just me? Uh Uh-uh. They see me. They don't just see me. Oh, snap. Uh Uh-oh. McDonald's has got my order wrong once or twice in my life. And I've had to tell them once or twice in my life how they got my order wrong. And they see me with my nice Jesus shirt on. we got to start walking in the authority that Christ has given us. Maybe some of you, you need to ask Him to to mark your life again. Maybe you're here today and you're, you're, you're... Planted. but man you just need your deep your roots to go deeper maybe you feel like that oil is so old and so like i don't know what the word is you just need a fresh oil from heaven today will you do me a favor everyone across this place will you stand up to your feet if you're able to when you do will you just close your eyes and and bow your head and nobody looking around. I just want to ask you today who's here. And you say, Zach, I need I need to be planted in his presence like a palm tree. I'm planted, but I just my roots need to go deeper. Let me see you raise your hand right now. Who's that? Yeah. All over. Thank you. Who's here today? And you say, Zach, I need a fresh, a fresh touch oil from the throne to anoint me from my head today. Come on, who's that? Let me see. Yeah, and who's saying God I want you to mark my life anybody today yeah thank you listen if you raise your hand I don't know what's customary but what I'm asking you to do my dear sister she's going to lead us in a song and we're just going to take some time we're going to pray and we're going to intercede and we're just going to ask God to, to do these things that we're asking him and we know that he will do it we know that we can leave this place changed so if you raise your hand One of those questions today, will you go ahead right now and make your way out of your seat and come up to the front and come find a place where you can stand or you can kneel. Come on, right now, if you raise your hand and just go ahead, when you come up here, begin to pray and ask God to help you in the situation you're in. Yeah, all over this place today. And we're just going to take time. We're going to worship and we're going to pray and ask God to touch us today.
0: We need an hour. be
1: right now we thank you and we praise you. God, I pray for every single person here today. Those who came to the front, those who are in their seats, those who are watching online. God, I pray that you meet them. God, just as desperate as we are for air, we are desperate for you to be in our life. So I pray over every person. God, I pray that you will be with them and they will plant themselves deep in your presence. God, so when storms of life come, they will bend and they won't break. God, that you will pour your fresh oil from heaven and anoint them anew today. God, as they walk through this week, remind them that they are marked for a purpose and a plan from you. God, I pray you bless them as they come and as they go. God, may your light shine upon them. God, this week, make them the head and not the tail. Make them first and not last, Jesus. God, may they be the witness that you've asked them to be. God, put people in their life this week. to encourage them to hold them accountable and also put people in their life this week God that they can encourage we love you and we praise you in your son's name we pray
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor@indy.rr.com. At